and everyone's gonna listen to this podcast, gonna start dying laughing when I sing, because I'm gonna sing a little bit if that's okay. Yeah, yeah go, go. <laughs> I'm so glad that Jesus is his name, and I sing that, and that's what I sing before I do presentations. That's what I do before I did this podcast. <laughs> and that's what I that's what me and my little me and my little boy, we sing that before he goes to school. And you know, and that's what that's what helps us. That's what helps. Good evening. Welcome to the fourth edition of Process Preparation and Performance. I'm Bill. I'm here with JR, and we are extremely humbled and honored to have Coach Howard Brown of the McClure Comets here with us tonight. Coach Brown has been not only an opponent for Coach Simmons and I, but somebody that we incredibly respect. We enjoyed having him in our clinic this year. To be honest with you, Coach, I think it was probably the best presentation I heard all day at the at the clinic everybody was engaged they were fully sitting up in their chairs you had them laughing you had them wanting to learn it was great so welcome coach thanks for being here oh thank you guys so much it's uh it's always a great time to talk football with you guys uh, I was blessed to have the opportunity to come to Columbia um and from come back to Columbia is always a great time but to come back and to talk football with a group of uh, amazing coaches and great, uh, amazing people. Uh, it was a true blessing. I appreciate you guys. Thanks coach. Uh, JR, we have some stats about the podcast, right? And you just gave me one off air, which I can't believe. I, I really can't believe it. Go ahead, go ahead and tell people what we're talking about. So we really, number one, we really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. We're very close to 200 listens on SoundCloud. And what was a little bit shocking is the number two country listening to this podcast is Norway. <laughs> so whoever is listening in Norway, get a hold of us. We'll put you on the podcast. Uh, you know, if you speak Norwegian, we, we may have a little bit of an issue there, but we'll make it work. That was a little bit, uh, a little bit surprising to say the least. It was very shocking. I'm, I'm still really chuckling about it. I'm very flattered to be honest with you. Coach Brown. COVID-19, everybody's quarantined. How hard is this right now for you when you're in the offseason for football? You guys would normally be in the weight room. You got other kids, you know, in track or baseball. How hard, how hard is this right now? Uh, it's very challenging. Uh, we pride ourselves on family. I know other teams and other programs say that. But, you know, we, you know, we see our kids every day. Uh, we reach out to them. Uh, we go by their homes, you know, we check on them and to not, not, not be able to, you know, put my hands on my guys and give them a hug and, you know, and speak to them is very challenging right now, but we understand why we're doing it to try to keep everyone safe and try to, you know, find a cure for this uh, virus right now. Um, but it's, it's extremely challenging. I mean, we're very busy at this time of the year and, you know, not to be selfish towards the track team and, you know, the other and baseball teams, but, you know, um, it's it's very challenging right now. So we're praying and, and, and praying that God blesses that, uh, you know, we can, this thing can get a cure for it and, and we can get back to uh, our normal lives. Are you guys staying healthy? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm checking on the guys every day, you know, giving workouts, 
I think every I think every coach in America and the world is giving their guys virtual workouts and uh, you know I have a couple linebackers that I'm telling them you need to FaceTime me we're gonna do our push-ups and crunches together and uh, so you know so yeah during during a certain time of the afternoon you know uh, I'll be I'll be somewhere in my house and, and we'll start doing the push-ups and the crunches and things like that so you know because uh, I have some of my linebackers need to get their bodies you know keep their bodies where they where they were a couple weeks back so uh, yeah, we're we're trying we're trying though we're we're trying and we're attempting. Coach, I have a couple of questions for you because playing against you, one of the biggest things that I saw and that I respected was your team is a class act, and that's not just from when you were at Berkeley. I actually took some time and took a couple players down to watch you guys play uh, in the district title game this year, and I saw the same exact thing out of all those men on the sideline and all those coaches that I saw when you were at Berkeley. And it just impressed the hell out of me, to be honest with you. I was enamored by it. I loved watching it uh, so so much. I was watching the sideline as much as I was watching the game because everybody was engaged. Did you have a coach when you were growing up and playing that impacted you to act in this manner, to want to lead in this manner? How would you get started? Uh, basically, I, I give all the credit to my mom and my dad, uh, my grandfather, my uncles, uh, because in my high school coach, because basically I, I took pieces from my Sunday school teacher. I took pieces from my high school coach. I took pieces from, you know, Gary Pinkle, Larry Smith, um, you know, uh, Barry Odom. You know, he was my he was a senior. He was a senior captain my freshman year at Mizzou. Um, I took bits and pieces from every coach that I've ever worked with. And, you know, and just all of my, you know, my running in my run-ins with other players and uh just my experience and kind of put it all together and you know and, and that's the great part about coaching is the fact that if you listen and have your heart open you know god will send you bits and pieces to help you cultivate what you're trying to do so i i give credit to everyone i give credit to every single individual that i've ever came encounter with when it came down to athletics um you know and you know my parents and my upbringing in the church um that's really where I get everything from, you know, a lot of the things that I've said uh, on and off camera, uh, television, whatever the case might be, it's all based around my Sunday school teacher and my mom and my dad, nice. and, you know, my grandma, grandpa and all those things. So I'm just basically just repeating what I've been, what I've been told and, uh, you know, my teachings and my upbringing. So Howard, here's a question for you. When we came down with Blair Oaks and like Bill said, you guys are class act top to bottom. There, There is no denying it. I, I got to have an explanation on one thing. What What is up with the classical music? <laughs> uh, well, Coach Manning, you know, we, we have like a uh, – Coach Manning does a phen phenomenal job of putting together putting, – put, putting together a – like a mixtape or DVD – I mean, a CD, excuse me, of songs that the kids like to listen to when they're, you know, warming up. And so, you know, we want to be appropriate. Um, everyone doesn't like listening to hip-hop or R&B or rap or whatever. So – um, we someone said something to us, man. It was man. It was over a decade ago about the music. So basically, we come out, you know, um, really early. So we have a one o'clock kickoff. We're outside at ten a.m. and you know, and we're warming up and we're listening to the you know the the music that we chose that the kids chose to listen to while they're warming up. So when the other team comes out, typically they come out like an hour before kickoff. That's what normal people do. We don't do that, but, um, you know, we just turn on classical music for them. You know, no one, no one can ever say anything bad. I think one school 
they flipped out over the over the classical music. I don't know why, but I think they just were slipping out about it. I don't know. But uh but yeah, I mean that was just that's like a little staple that Coach Manning brought to the table as far as just, you know, helping other team warm up and get relaxed. <laughs> it was funny because I remember climbing on top of the press box and, and getting everything ready. And then it was about 600 decibels of classical music. And I was like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> it, it, it was definitely an experience. Well, let me ask you one more question. Uh, when we came down there, I saw this mint condition El Camino sitting down on the track. Hey, who owns that thing? Oh, that is that. That's Mr. Allen. Mr. Allen, uh, he's retired now, but he was the head custodian at at the high school, and uh, you know, and he 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 lives right across the street from the uh, from the stadium, you know, and so he'll come in and unlock the gate, and he'll you know park his car right there, and uh, get the field ready for the game, and uh, yeah, Mr. Allen has been around for a long time. He was there. When I was in high school, he's a huge believer of faith and hard work, and uh, he's part of the team. You know, Mr. Allen's the guy that he'll come in. He said he doesn't say too much, but when he does say something, it means a lot, and, it, and it's very powerful. Well, I got to tell you, we enjoyed the classical music, and when because we had scouted you all after you guys given us a really good butt whipping, um, we knew the classical music was coming. And we had to talk to our players all week because, you know, we had a bunch of country kids that like to listen to a bunch of country music all the time. Some hip hop, some uh, rock and roll, a bunch of different stuff. So we're like, hey, man, you're going to hear some classical music when you go down there. And classic doesn't mean 1980, man. It's it's a whole different (laughs) genre, right? Right, right, right. (laughs) So I remember talking to one of the players. He was our starting tackle and D lineman. And we got there and. Super smart kid. We're talking like 34, 35 on his ACT. Just, you know, several standard deviations above normal on the intelligence curve. And he's like, Coach, I love this music. It makes, you know, it just, it, 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 it makes me prepared better, I believe. And I'm like, all right, man, to each his own, whatever it takes, man. I'll tell him to turn it up if that's what you need today, but whatever. But you mentioned it, Coach, and I think it's awesome. Faith and hard work. Tell us about it. Uh, well, faith and, faith and hard work is basically, you know, it's something that has started a long time ago. I want to say, you know, man, when I was in high school and, you know, for me as a believer of Christ um, in high school, as a captain, I used to tell my quarterback, I'm like, I'm not blocking for you until you say thank you, Jesus. And, you know, for me, I'm giving God the praise good, bad, or indifferent. You know, freshman year, they thought I was nuts and crazy and, you know, whatever. But then when you grow two or three inches over the summer and gain about 15 pounds, you know, a muscle, then all of a sudden people are like, oh, yeah, thank you, Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote that out and, you know, and basically just put my faith out there. And I wasn't ashamed of my, you know, my beliefs and, and you know, how, you know, I was raised. And so um, that's what we did. We broke it down saying, thank you, Jesus. Well, fast forward it to when I took over at uh, MSB. Um, I was 23, 23, 23 years old, 23, 24 years old. And, um, you know, people laughed at us and told us that we were insane and we would never win. And, you know, Berkeley's a small, you know, small school. We shouldn't even have football anymore. And, you know, and I told him, I said, we will be certain schools we will make the playoffs we will be consistent and they laughed and I said we're going to put you know big schools in our schedule and we're going to do this we're going to do that and they were like sure okay young man you know 
So uh, the principal at Berkeley at the time, uh, Mr. Mitchell, God rest his soul, um, he he was either either he he was crazy. He was crazy to give me a shot, you know, because I had no experience coaching football, and those kids were you know just you know a handful of years younger than I was. So for them to give me a shot, I was like, yeah, this man must be crazy, you know. <laughs> I'm like, but hey, let's see what happens. And, um, you know, after getting your head beat in, you're one and nine, two and eight, and, you know, trying to keep kids involved, and you're praying to God every single day that kids show up to practice, and they did. And the thing, the difference was we started to teach and preach about why we are playing football. You know, what does football really mean for this community? And so when we started doing that, um, it was more like we're playing for pride, we're playing for you know, breaking these stigmas. We're praying for, you know, a belief that, you know, it doesn't matter about your skin color, your economic background, um, you know, you can you can be successful. And so I said, we all believe this until you, you know, you, no one believes in it until you do it. So I want to say it was 2006, 2007 year. No, 2000, yeah, 2006, 2007, 2000, I'm sorry, 2007, 2008 was our first winning season. And, um, you know, we went six and three. And, and, and people was like, man, you know, this is crazy, man. You guys are winning, blah, blah, blah. And, and then a coach, a friend of mine, you know, uh, assistant coach Corey Smith, he made some shirts. And when he made the shirt, it, the shirt on the front of the shirt, it says faith and hard work. And I was like, man, this man, I said, Corey, this is, this is hot, man. This is hot. You know, and uh, Mark and uh, I, and I'll, I'll send you guys a picture of our first district title. But anyway, um, we all had hair back then, but, uh, basically, <laughs> uh, basically, you know, that was the beginning and, and, and big, I call him, I call him big dog, but Corey, you know, said that he was like, man, everything that we talk about every day is faith and hard work. He like, we just going to put a phrase to it. And so when people ask what is faith and hard work, they don't want to hear the entire story. I just say faith in yourself, faith in your community, faith in faith in your, your, your higher power and you outwork everybody and, and that's and that's what we do you know we have faith in each other because we see each other every day we have faith in our community because they come to show up before the games and they donate and they do things to help us out and we have faith in our we have faith in ourselves we have faith in our community and faith in, in, in our higher power which every single day you get opportunity to breathe you know is a higher power that's giving you the opportunity to breathe you know and so and then the hard work the hard work is self-explanatory but we have to outwork everyone and that's what faith and hard work is. What do you see as the biggest difference, you know, for you or the way you approach things from a preparation standpoint between when you were 23, 24 years old versus now? Um, basically, you know, nothing really. You know, I think that I think that technology has improved, so mm -hmm. you don't have to watch the entire VHS tape anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, and so. Uh, you know, I was in that, I was still in that phase. Like we were in that phase still when I was, when I first started coaching and then it, it turned to DVDs. Um, you know, I used to watch the entire game, you know, um, and when you're not winning, you're not winning a lot of games, it's not hard, you know, like you, you'll watch a game or two and that's it. But it got a little harder, you know, when you start making the playoffs, you know, mm -hmm. and you're, you're playing 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games, all of a sudden things start to kind of, you know, spill over to the next game, you know? And so, you know, you have uh, that it's pretty much technology, you know, the better the technology is, then the easier it is for me to watch film. So I can break it up, you know, I can break it up. I can, I don't have to watch all the clips 
at that at that particular time, you know. So um, now you have the filters where you have first down runs, second down run, third down runs, uh, trick plays, um, outside, inside, you know, option, RPO stuff. You are that stuff is broken down already for you. Um, for me, uh, my guys do an amazing job of breaking it down for me, and you know, and you're watching it, but. That's the, I pretty much I say like that's during the regular season, but the playoffs I watch everything. As a head coach, I watch every single play of, of the opponent. Even though I don't I don't call the offense, I just I want to know what they're trying to run defensively against other schools. Because sometimes I steal things, I steal certain uh, concepts from other schools and say, wow, okay, like like for you guys, you guys ran you know like a five two like the old school five two, right? And we were really curious to why everyone in that area ran a 5-2. So, you know, basically, I I mean, I was raised in, a, in that, you know, the 50, they call, we call it 52 tough, and I was raised in that. But the way you guys ran it, I took it, and I kind of, you know, uh, tweaked it to our athletes. And, you know, we run a variation of that uh, now, you know. So, you know, me watching everyone's everything, it helps us out a lot. Special team, defensively, offensively, it, it helps us out a lot. But I would say the thing that has changed the most was is uh, the technology because I, I studied the same. Coach Manning studies the same. Um, how we give the information to the young people is the same. It's just now instead of pieces of paper um, or handing out DVDs, now we just we tag you in the family huddle and you know and we go from there. Right. I don't. I don't think that guy was dumb at all, Coach. It sounds like he was extremely smart when he hired you. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah. Like. He he told me that. He told me, he said, don't make me like a complete idiot, Howard. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned Coach Pinkle and Coach Smith. How was it playing at Mizzou? And is there anything you could tell us about Coach Miguchi? Um, you know what? <laughs> you know, it was it was it was, you know, it was a learning experience. You know, coming from uh, I'm from I'm originally from Mississippi and uh, moving to St. Louis and living in predominantly black areas, African-American areas, and, you know, um, going to Berkeley, which is the, one of the best experiences of my life, you know, basically, you know, going to Mizzou where it's, you know, 90% um, non-African-American individuals of color and, you know, allowing myself to adapt and to learn and to uh, become a better person. It, it was great. At first, it was kind of confusing. Uh, that campus is huge. You know, when you're 18 years old, it's kind of confusing. But um, after a while, after the first semester, it was it was kind of cool. Pat Mangucci was my roommate in two-a-days. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, was my, he was my roommate. He was my roommate. The, the, great, the crazy thing about Pat was I looked up to Pat, and Pat didn't know that. You know, I remember watching Mizzou on ESPN with um, – with Justin Smith and all those guys or whatever, you know, and, um, and, you know, and, and it was, it was just crazy, you know, it was crazy watching him. And so when I saw Pat, I was in awe of him, you know, and he didn't know that, you know, and when you, when you're in college, I didn't know it either, but you're in competition. So, you know, I was a three technique, Pat was a three technique and Pat was a senior. I was a freshman. So, you know, we're in competition, but we're roommates. And so, you know, it was, it was strange at first, like, just like my experience in Columbia, period. Uh, it, was str- it was strange first, uh, but after a while, you know, it was, a, it was a high level of respect. And, you know, I learned a lot from Pat. And, 
you know, and, and we called him Gooch. But like Gooch, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was major respect because times were changing. You know, when we when we got up there with Justin Gage, uh, Zach Abram, uh, Darius Outlaw, uh, Cliff Young, just to name a couple guys. You know, we were we were in the two thousands now at that point, and you know, and some of those guys were in the nineties and the eighties. How they they thought process were, and now the game was was getting a little faster. The game was getting faster across the board. So, you know, I was an inside linebacker in high school, and I started playing a three technique, you know. So now you're starting to get faster people at different positions, even though they're, they're as big as you are. But, you know, you take a safety and put them at, you know, a linebacker. You take a corner and put them at safety, you know, so on and so forth. So things were getting faster, and, um, you know, the experience was great. I, I love Mizzou. I bleed black and gold through and through. Um, and, you know, Gooch, you know, seeing him on that sideline brought tears to my eyes, you know, and I, I wanted him to be proud of me, you know, because uh, towards the end, you know, we were, you know, he, he'll tell me, some, hey, Howard, you need to keep your nose clean, man, just work hard and just do what they tell you to do, and blah, blah, you know, and, um, you know, he, he told me a lot of good things. So for me, it was just, it was just great. You know, it was great to see him, and I hope he's proud of me. You know, I hope he's proud of of what, because a lot of things that he said to me, I, I take it and I put it into what we do. I think a lot of people are proud of you, Coach. No, oh, man. And Coach, you mentioned uh, a lot of your time at Berkeley. Uh, you guys were featured on the Ellen Show, is that correct? Yes, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure, sure. Basically, um, I had an amazing, amazing individual um, that, you know, that uh, wrote a letter for us. And, um, you know, and when they wrote that letter, it, it, it changed a lot of things because people around here knew about faith and hard work and everything. But, you know, when you go from local news, uh, you know, state level to worldwide, I mean, now it's a little different, you know. And uh, it was a letter that was written by an individual that um, had an opportunity to see what we did and you know and watch what we did and and they were inspired and by them being inspired they wrote the letter and you know and they wrote the letter to ellen and um and from there we got you know um i got i got a, a phone call you know it's so funny how people get your phone number without even asking you but uh <laughs> get, i got a phone call from i'm from a producer and, um, you know, and uh, he texted me and was like, hey, it was a good time to talk. I'm like, oh, God, we're about to play card. I mean, we we're, were about to play homecoming, I think, at that time. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. We, you know, we got homecoming. <laughs> I'm about to say no. I mean, you know, because some interviews I don't do. Um, but, you know, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. So, anyway, um, they, I, they Skype, I downloaded Skype on my phone. And, you know, before my son got, you know, got in, in, in the shower, you know, I was Skyping and I said, listen, be quiet. Dad's going to get on Skype. It's all good. And um, <laughs> we, we, we Skype, we Skype with the producer, with one of the producers. And he was, his name was Alex. And Alex was like enamored. He was like, oh my God, this is so great. I'm like, okay, cool. And uh, okay, thank you. And then, and that was it. I got a phone call the next day from his boss and his boss was like, oh my God, I heard so many great things about you, coach. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm like, okay, okay, here we go. All right, so I tell him that. Um, then the I said like a couple of days later, I got another call from another producer. Oh man! And so I'm like, yeah, it might be a little serious now, you know. So they were like, hey, can you guys Skype with us 
you know, uh, your some of your team. So I'm like, okay, uh, okay. So we Skyped after after practice. I just got some seniors, and you know, and it was, it was totally unre, un, uh, it's not it wasn't rehearsed, and it was great. And so um, basically, that's what happened. And then after that, um, they were like, we love it. Everything's great. I'm like, they were like, we'll let you know. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. And we. We we won we won homecoming thank God we won homecoming wasn't distracted too much, and then the following week we was about to play Cardinal at the time Cardinal was like number two in the state, uh, they had the kid Jameson that was that's at Ohio State right now and all, a bunch of, a bunch of the Division one kids, so we're getting ready for that. Um, we got told that we will be closing our doors and we'll be merging uh, with McClure, and uh, it was very emotional. It was very emo- that week was very very emotional. Um, a lot of the kids was like, coach, what are we playing for? There's no next year. Um, you know, what do we do? And, and, you know, you're trying to encourage the kids, but inside, you know, you're in pain as well. You know, I'm a Berkeley graduate, you know, so, um, it was very challenging for us as well, but, you know, the kids, the community, you know, it showed exactly what faith and hard work, faith and hard work is. And they show, you know, that it doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter the, the, the situations or the problems, you can persevere as long as you keep God first and, you you know, you bust your tail. So um, we got told that uh, we'll be doing some another Skype interview, but can you guys put on some jerseys? I'm like, okay, cool, sure, no problem. And uh, But my friend um, who was in charge of security for the district he said, "Man, we got a lot of we got a lot of cameras here, Coach. Like, are they just doing like a basic interview, like they typically do for you?" Or I said, "Man, I don't know, you know." <laughs> and, and and all of a sudden, like they like I said, "Well, ask them where they're from." It's like they're from Burbank, California. So I'm like, so I called the uh, I called our PR guy. I called him. Oh man. I was like, man, who am I? Who am I talking to today? And he was like, Coach, we got a couple of interviews for you. I'm like, okay, cool, you know, and. Uh, and like honestly, I'm I'm not exaggerating. This is normal. This is this is normal for us. It's just like you know, someone's gonna pop up, gonna talk to you. Okay, sure. Okay. So I'm still thinking about Jameson, you know, and his four three speed at six four, you know, and going to Ohio State. So I'm not. I don't really care about who's coming, right? So anyway, so anyway, um, they we get there when I get there and everything. We're watching film, watching film on Carter Ritter, and. Uh, you know, it was like, Coach, can you guys, you know, meet somewhere else besides the regular meeting room? I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is really bothering me. So, anyway, you guys want to lose. You know, we're about to play number three, number two, number three team in the state. What are you doing? So, anyway, we come downstairs and, you know, like, you know, just like, it's a regular, really like regular camera crew. Like, you know, it, it's more, it's like one big camera and, like, they got monitors and everything. I'm like, this hat, uh, well, let me not overthink it. So, um, my friends told me to get a haircut. I was like, no, I don't think haircut's going to <laughs> You know, stay focused. And uh, they were like, get a haircut, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not getting a haircut. Leave me alone. So anyway, um, we're standing there, and then all of a sudden, bam, they go out. And everybody goes crazy. And, you know, I couldn't nice. breathe. It was hot. Wow. The air conditioning was on. I couldn't breathe. But everybody jumping up. The kids, somebody elbowed me in the back of the head. Um, you know, it, it was just, it was just insane. It was crazy. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a blessing, man. I, I can't, I can't express it enough how much we appreciate, you know, individuals that wrote that letter because 
when you inspire someone, you never know that you inspire them. You know, when you, when you prick their heart with what you're doing and your energy and why you do what you're doing, you never know. And you never know who's watching you. Do it, do it because the pure, the purity and the passion, you know, of why you do what you're doing. And I don't care what that is, you know, if that's football, basketball, baseball, or choir, or whatever you do, you do it with faith and hard work and it just, it works out. So, but yeah, that, that's, that's the story. That's, that's just fantastic. I remember reading that online before we came down to play you guys and just happened upon that and, you know, had, you know, the bits and pieces of the story, but, uh, you know, I've always wanted to be able to ask you what was the whole story for, you know, behind that and, uh, just really appreciate you, you sharing that. And, and I've got one more for you here, coach. Uh, I'll turn it back over to Bill here. I loved your clinic talk and the best thing I thought of the entire thing was when you said you you have no idea why anybody wants to do anything at six in the morning. I thought that right. was the greatest statement uh, <laughs> that was ever made. And, uh, you know, anybody that was sitting in that room, there, there was a lot of laughter going on in there when you made that statement. And uh, I, I agree with you. If nobody else does, I do. I don't think there's any reason to do anything before about nine. And uh, <laughs> it, like you said there, football ain't played at six in the morning. It ain't played at seven. It ain't played at eight. So I uh, just want to let you know you got an agreer with you on that for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it, man. I'm, I'm not a fan of it at all because I just feel like, honestly, you know, we play at one o'clock in the afternoon. 90% of our games are one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I don't have to get my kids hyped up for 7 p.m. games. Like, you're crazy. Like, it, it's Friday night lights. I don't care what state or what country you're from. Like Friday night lights will get anyone revved up. You know, I don't have to rev them up. I have to turn them down some. So, you know, 6 a.m. workouts, man. I mean, we've played, we've beaten teams that, that have 6 a.m. workouts, and that sounds great. We've been beaten by teams that have 6 a.m. workouts. That's great. But, you know, me personally, I love working my guys out in the hottest part of the day. Um, I think that's more realistic. You know, at noon is the hottest part of the day. I've never had a game get canceled or get moved back because it was hot. Um, we've been blessed and uh, cursed <laughs> with some with some officials <laughs> who are like hardcore, man. Like they don't care. And so, you know, we played on turf when it was like 98 degrees. We played on regular services when it was 100, 100 degrees. And at the end of the day, honestly, you know, you got to play. And, you know, uh, water breaks and timeouts, that, that stuff doesn't stop anything because your heart rate is beating. Your heart rate is, is off the charts and you're playing against an opponent. So now – Everything is, has has heightened even more. So, um, you know, I'm just not a fan of it. We've never – we tried it, I think, like my first couple of days of practicing or something like that. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not waking up this early for this. You know, like, you, you're crazy, you know. Um, you know, and that and that's just what it is, man. Uh, you know, uh you know that that's what it is. So I, I don't I don't knock anyone, but we're, we won't be doing it. <laughs> we will not be doing it. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple other questions, Coach. And one of them's I have to know myself. I have to know because of our contest against each other. It's our first ever meeting between the two of us. You guys come to Blair Oaks. You got there at like two o'clock, I think. You're eating lunch there. I remember reading in the paper you wanted to bring Berkeley to Blair Oaks and. You know, you wanted your kids to see what that was all about. But there was a point in that game where 
in my mind, it was a huge turning point. And the question I got to know, it's two parts. Number one, what was the call on the goal line stand before half? It's bothered me for a long time. And number two, how did your kids feel? Because I could, I can still remember them jumping up and down and kids with like 45 inch verticals hurdling some of our kids to get back to your sideline right there before the half. So what was the call on that goal line stand? Uh, well, we have, uh, you're, that's funny. Um, I, that's funny. Cause my dad, <laughs> my dad has seen, my dad has seen it for, for man, since I was like a sophomore in high school, it just gap eight. It's just a gap eight. But what we did was, um, we call it, we call it dog. You know, we call it the dog because, uh, basically I took, I took some of our, um, you know, I took our defensive linemen and our rotators and I, I took out, I took out, I took out, the, I took out my safety. Well, no, I didn't. I took out my defensive ends. I took the, my two defensive ends out, and I added two defensive tackles. And, um, you know, and I moved the kid that typically plays the five tech. I put him at the three. And, you know, and I figured that you guys were going to go to that hole, to the zero, to the zero, to the three hole. And um, I put our best D tackle right there. And, um, you know, and basically, man, it, it's, it was, it's, called, it's called the dog, and it's basically a gap eight. Um, it has some wrinkles. It has some wrinkles to it, but it's a gap eight basically. And um, we put our hands in there. You know, we put our hands in there and we prayed. We just prayed, man. You know, and it, it, you know, we prayed. That's what we do when it's yeah. <laughs> when it's when it's time. When it's time, I, I don't I don't pull that card out often. You know, during a football game, I really don't. Um, and you you said you came to the St. Charles West game yep. and you saw us. And well, if you saw us and you saw all our kids holding, you know, locked arms. And this was before half. We locked arms. And we feel like it says in the Bible, when one or two are gathered in my name, you know, he'll be in the presence. And so we feel like, well, we have more than two. So we're going to lock arms. And when we lock, when we locked arms, then that's when we felt that surge of energy, that surge of power and that, as God. And on that goal line, you know, we were, you know, you know, quote unquote, enemy territory. And we was on the goal line. I said, man, the game is won and lost right here, man. You know, I had tears in my eyes. You know, I never forgot. I had tears in my eyes, and I said, "Lord, this is it." I said, "This is the time of the game. This is gonna change the game right here. This is it." You know, and um, you know, all my guys put their big paws on my hand, and uh, you know, um, and and everybody prayed. And then Jordan Cole was like, "Man, put your hand in there, man. It's that time." And I told him, I asked, I asked everybody every two days. I said, "It's gonna come a time in the season that I'm going to ask you for something." I said, I'm going to ask you. I said, I'm, I'm, I want you to believe. I want you to do it without, without saying anything to me, without, without, you know, questioning me. Just do it. And everybody, like, you know, in August, everybody, like, yeah, coach, I'll do it, whatever you say. But <laughs> when, when, the time, when the time comes, I, like I said, I'm not going to ask homecoming game. I'm not going to ask week two. I'm going to ask in the, in, you know, in the quarterfinal game. I'm going to ask in the district championship game. I'm going to ask in the semis. You know, I'm going to ask that question. And I'm like, man, it's time. And that's all I told him. I said, man, they was like, coach, what's the, what's the adjustment? There's no adjustment. Put your hand in here. It's, that, it's time. <laughs> you know, it's time. And, um, you know, and I, and, I, and I said, it's time. And, and Jordan Cole and Jordan Cole looked at me and my linemen looked at me in a D line. They said, they said, yes, sir. And I mean, it gives me chills to even talk about it, but um, it was, it was time. 
and, and that's the that's the word. The word is it's time. And all those young men, they put their hands in there, and that and that belief, that faith, um, it superseded everything. It, it, I don't care. If, I'm not gonna lie to you, man, Coach. If if it was, if it was the Rams, if it was the NFL team, if it was Mizzou, like when everyone's on one accord, there's nothing that can stop that force. There's nothing that can stop it. And I knew when I came back, um, one of the coaches said, Coach, what you call? I said, it's just time. And everybody backed up. <laughs> and everybody started, everybody started clapping their hands. And you started thank you, saying thank you, Jesus, because you know it's about to happen. And, and that's what happened. So it wasn't a surprise, like, on the, on the tape. I wasn't jumping up and down. I wasn't pumping, pump, you know, punching the air. In excitement, I just I knew quote, it was time, and that, that's what it was. Uh, I'm happy I asked, and I'm sad I asked at the same time. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out what my emotions are right now, Coach. You got me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm conflicted right now. One other thing. I think I talked to you about this at the clinic. There was a point in the game we're playing. Uh, was Davion Trust, was that his name? Yes, sir. And my son heard you say, Davion, go get the football. And he went up and made one of the best interceptions I think I've ever seen in high school football. How good of an athlete was he? Man, he, he you know, the crazy thing about, about we called him Day-Day. Um, he, he, Day-Day, Day-Day was probably – one of the best athletes we had, but he wasn't the best. Jordan Cole was the best. He was the best athlete I ever had. But Oh, yeah, he was good. Um, but Day-Day, Day-Day passion was unparalleled, though, man. Like, he would he would go to a different place. You know, it, you know he would go to a different place. You know, and, and, and when he would go to that different place, you know, um, it, it, it was crazy, man. It, it was it, – it was, it was, it was it was insane because with him, the day before we played you guys, man, he went through he he lost he lost he lost his uncle, oh, and man. you know and, and there was a lot of other personal things that happened in that young man's life, and he you know it it he was just unparalleled, like athletically, he could play linebacker, at, um he could play defensive end, he could play corner, he could play safety. He could play any of the receiver positions, tight end, which he, he did all these things for us. He's just, I mean, had the biggest hands. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, if you ever seen on a person, man, I mean, like, the, he has the biggest hands, but, like, his his just, it's, it's insane, man. You know, and that class that came down there with us, like, we had, man, we had some phenomenal young men. And they were very 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 humble to not because they could have went to other places and been the guy you know but day 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 waited his turn and i told him i said bro we love you but we the bridge of communication the bridge of love was started way back in seventh grade so when when these kids all of a sudden become six three six four and you know become these 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 monsters on the football field um you know, you've already built that trust with them. So, you know, sure. and, and, and you go to the homes and you come in the house and, you know, no matter what you see, 
you still give them a hug and say, man, here's a pair of shoes or here's, a, here's some shorts or here's some, um, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So Day Day, when he came off, the, what you're talking about, he came off, I, I, I said some choice words to him. I said, I need, I need that bleeping ball back, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. I need that bleeping ball back. You know, like we need to win, like go get it. And, um, and he was like, and he had tears in his eyes, you know, um, he had tears in his eyes, man. And, uh, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't got the ball, you know, oh, he so, did. man, yeah, he it, did. it's crazy. It's crazy. But he just, he didn't want to lose. He didn't want to say goodbye, and and it, and it wasn't so much losing. He didn't want to say goodbye because we have a thing that I go to my defensive guys at the end, and I say, man, we had a good time, right? And when I say that, they know the game is over and there's no more football for us. And at the end, and, and you guys deserve to win. I mean, you know, we, you know, you guys outplayed us, and 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 you deserve, you guys deserve to win. But I went to him. I said we had a good time, right? He's oh God, coach, don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> mm. You know, but I, I I gathered all my guys on defense, and they gave me all they had, because that's all I requ I require that it, it's it's a, it's a man it's mandatory. You give me all that you give me your soul. I'm gonna give you mine, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cry, we're gonna smile, we're gonna laugh, but this is it. And I said it's it's time to say goodbye, man. I said give me a hug, man. You know, and and, and he's like, coach, man, don't say that, please. I mean, and, you know, but it's life. You know, it's, it's time for another chapter. So, Day Day just, I mean, for his, his athleticism is amazing. But his heart and his passion, oh, my God. It is, oh, my God. It, it's, it's insane. It, it, it's insane. That, that's amazing, Coach. I got I to gotta tell you one comment about Coach Manning. We were at the Glazier Clinic after you all beat us. And one of the other coaches there was with me. He goes, hey, isn't that the OC from, from Berkeley? And, I go, yeah, it is. I'm gonna go talk to him. And I didn't, I didn't know you guys from Adam. And I went up, and Coach Manning is standing there, and his hat's a little crooked. Okay, it's not straight. It's not backwards. It's a little crooked. He's got his flat bill. And I'm like, hey, Coach, how you doing? Coach Duke, DC at at Blair Oaks at the time. You know, at Jeff City now, but at the time still at Blair Oaks. I go, you, know, you guys just played a great game. How'd you know you could beat us? And Coach Manning didn't skip a beat. He looked me straight in my eye and he goes, we knew we were faster than you. And I got to <laughs> tell you that, that one exchange, that one little interaction, A, it was impressive. B, I enjoyed it. But C, it motivated me to do more in the offseason than I probably ever would have. And I have this, it's not fictitious, it's real. I, it's called a list, okay? It's in my head of all the people that I'm like, I have, to, I have to play them again. And from that conversation on, I told, every, I told the other coaches, I go, you put them on the list. We are playing those dudes again because that was some of the best time of my life. So, you know, thank you to Coach Manning for that, all right? A phenomenal guy. Uh, we would like to steal him away from you anytime, to be honest. We, <laughs> he said he's not moving, but you guys have been incredible. I know we didn't get to too much technique. Uh, we did ask off air if you believed us 
with inside outsider option. I know you referenced it. So I'm going to take it as a maybe with the addition of RPO. I'm going to take it as a maybe. <laughs> and that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Coach, I can't thank you enough. Uh, it was incredible at the clinic. It's been even better here tonight. If there's anything that we can ever do for you, if there's anything you need from us, we got your back, man, anytime. Absolutely. No, I, I appreciate you guys 100%. I believe that the opportunity to um, for Coach Manning to go up there and to spread the, you know, spread the word about faith and hard work and, you know, and then also in turn, you know, he goes to a different place this year and then I go – I come up there to Columbia. Um, it, it's just a blessing, man. We're humbled and we're really appreciative of every single – end of every coach in the state um, that works hard and that, you know, puts in the work because – a lot of times people only ask questions of me because they saw my face on TV and things like that. But I tell everyone, I said, man, we have, I have an amazing team with me. I'm part of a great team. Um, God, God is in charge of it. You know, God has ways to humble us. And I, I pray to God every day that God doesn't have to humble me, you know, because he has before. And uh, we're humbled by, you know, just to be asked to do things like this, um, to talk ball, um, to to spread the message about how amazing our kids are in our district, Ferguson, Florissant, and, you know, North County, period. You know, we have a bad stigma attached to our names, but I'm a product of North County. Um, you know, a lot of my friends, my loved ones are, and, you know, they're doing amazing in life. They're amazing citizens and um, just great people. And so, you know, for Coach Walker at the time and for you guys and other people, man, that showed us such – um, hospitality and love when we came to Blair Oaks, man. I didn't know what to expect uh, walking in there. Uh, we wanted it. We wanted to be there. Um, we showed our kids the tape, and everyone was like, Coach, you sure? I'm like, of course. This is, this is, mm. this is you know, Friday Night Lights at its best, you know. Yeah. And the police officers, the athletic director, everyone was so, so over, just, man, just amazing and just their – professional etiquette, um, just their beliefs. Like you can tell they were raised, like my, my grandma was saying, you're raised the right way. You can tell. You, you can tell with all you guys, both with all the young men that you guys were coaching and just how you guys conducted yourselves. It was more, it was a respect thing. You know, it was a respect thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, this stigma or this stereotypical belief of things. It was just, you know, it was, a, it was amazing. You know, we got a chance to stop at McDonald's after that game and the ladies at the McDonald's was like, did you guys win? I'm like, ma'am, if we, if we, if we had to win for me to stop and get McDonald's, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it went for, for, for that, for that year and for that, for that ride, man, it was just phenomenal. So I appreciate you guys 110%. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and, you know, and, and to testify about how good God is and how much fun I have coaching and how blessed I am to coach at now at McClure and McClure South Berkeley for 16. And now, you know, going on my second year at McClure and uh, we're, we're blessed. We're beyond blessed. I appreciate you guys. There's no doubt you're going to do great things, but I got to ask one more question because I'm curious now. Favorite Bible verse. Oh, man. While you think about it, I'll tell you mine. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. I have two. First one is Philippians 4.13. I could, do, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And number two is 
2 Thessalonians 3.10. Those unwilling to work shall not eat. You know, what I, you know what I would say? I love those, and I have a song that, and everyone's going to listen to this podcast, going to start dying laughing when I sing, because I'm going to sing a little bit, if that's okay. And it's just something that I say, and this is what I said at the end of the game after we played you guys, and I said, I'm so glad that Jesus is his name. And that's what, that's, what, that's what I sing. And, you know, because it just gives me my hope. It gives me my strength that I need. And no matter what adversity or where we're going, you know, if I sing my, my little verses, I'm so glad that Jesus is his name. And I sing that. And that's what I sing before I do presentations. That's what I do before I did this podcast. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what me and my little, me and my little boy, we sing that before he goes to school. And, you know, and that's what, that's what helps us. That's what helps us. So I would say every part of the Bible is amazing, but I would say like that little, that little verse that my mom is just saying to me when I was a little boy and now I sing to my son is beyond, beyond, um, you know, what, what we use. So, yeah. Coach, we really loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been amazing. The fourth episode of process preparation and performance. I don't think it's going to disappoint. I know I had one heck of a good time here tonight. Uh, faith and hard work, man. Faith and hard work. Let it just kind of let just kind of go everywhere. Let it just branch out and touch everybody. Oh, Love yeah. It, Coach, thank you. Oh, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you.